inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Are you confused? Are you not sure about who you're supposed to be? What's okay to say and what's not okay to say? For the first time in the history of the world, I think it is, or I should, maybe I should say the first time in decades, the trend of people living longer has been reversed due to lifestyle-related diseases. See, we are in control of our lifestyle choices, but it doesn't seem like we're doing a very good job of this. Everything in our society seems to be conveying the message of now. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to go into a great new book by Dr. Caroline Leaf. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Five Simple Scientifically Proven Steps to Reduce Anxiety, Stress, and Toxic Thinking. Let's be honest. People are confused. There's a pandemic, an epidemic, whatever word you want to use, there's a demic of poor mental health, emotional intelligence lacking. People are snapping over the little things. People are are keeping a pound of flesh, a record wrong. And we've got to clean up our stinking thinking. See, man is a three-part being. We have a body. It's a machine. And we need to know how the machine runs. You got to feed it. You got to water it. You got to sleep it. But there's more to it than that. The body releases 63 known chemicals, and those chemicals make you feel. And the biochemical makeup of your body matters. It matters if your body's more acidic or less. Cancer needs an acidic environment to grow. And when your body is acidic, then cancer has a foothold. What do you think inflammation is? Inflammation is the foundation for all disease. And take a look at the word disease. It's a compound word, dis-ease. Dis-ease. And our thoughts create energy. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds new age. See, that's the problem. The term new age means spirituality without Christ. And so in the new age, uh, the people that hate God have taken over the things of God and twisted them, changed them, like the rainbow, God's picture of a covenant, God's agreement with man that we would never destroy the earth again by water, God's agreement to man that all life shall have an accounting. Read Genesis 7. See what God's new covenant was with Noah and his family when they relanded on dry ground. There was an agreement he made. And part of that, to recognize that agreement, that covenant, is he gave us the rainbow. Now look how the rainbow's been taken and twisted and and perverted. The same thing with energy. Life is energy. What do you think quantum mechanics is? What do you think quantum physics is? The word quantum just means energy. It's the physics of energy. And in the book that I'm talking about, Dr. Caroline Leaf, And she's wrote a lot of great books, Who Shut Off Your Brain, Turn On Your Brain. She studies epigenetics. She has a Christian foundation. She's a scientist. And she knows how the body creates, 
how the mind creates. We are a three-part being. We have a body, we have a mind, and we have a spirit. And it's the the trinity of the flesh, the human being. And you got to understand how all three works because you are representative of all three. And so in her new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I got to tell you, it really sparked me. It really got me going because we need to have some balance. See, I teach emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, directed to the right person and in the right way. And this is not easy. But what it does is it changes things. It impacts things. It makes a huge difference when we take control of those things that we can control. And that's the key. That's the difference. That's what makes it matter. When you realize that we can control these things, See, one of the biggest fears out there is not having control. We, a lot of people are control freaks. They live by the saying, screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice, shame on me. Because we want control. I can give you the 20 most common blocks to leadership. Fear of risking, lack of commitment, rescuer, victim, indecisiveness, low expectation of others, a fear of failure, Closed-minded, critical, lack of focus, needing to be liked, low self-worth, low self-esteem, focusing on problems, controlling versus empowering, having to work hard, having to be perfect, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, lack of purpose. I can go on and on and on, but a lot of them have to do with control. One of our greatest fears is the loss of control. Because when we have no control, we're at somebody else's behest. And this is why mind management is a skill that needs to be learned and constantly upgraded as we go from childhood to adulthood. As Dr. Caroline Leaf said in her book, if our minds are messed up, our lifestyles are messed up. And when our lifestyles are messed up, our mental and physical health suffer. And again, you got to get this because it's stunning. Mental health has been subsumed into the biomedical model. It has become something we fear, something we stigmatize. And by the way, fear in itself has like something like 1,400 known elements tied to it. Why do you think the number two commandment in the Bible is do not fear? I always tell people the two greatest commandments in the Bible have nothing to do with uh, adultery or idolatry, and both are bad. They have nothing to do with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The two greatest commandments in the Bible is to remember and do not fear. And when you put them together, remember, do not fear. The key is what do we remember? And this is really what goes into this book. What do you hold on to? What do you remember? It does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is what happens in us. We cannot control what happens to us, but we have absolute control over what happens in us. And whether you're talking about truth therapy, whether you're talking about emotional intelligence, it really is about taking control, about controlling those things we can control and letting go of those things that we have no control over. Dr. Stephen Covey used to talk about the circles. He would say the circle of concern and the circle of influence. And where those two overlap, where they cross, that is where our focus needs to be on those things that concern us and those things that we have control over. And what Dr. Caroline Leaf 
and she comes up with a five-step program, a five-step plan. And what's fascinating is these are a, a, a reapportioned, reframed, if you will. See, this is what I do. I work on the mind. Remember, it's Dr. Viktor Frankl that said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. It's like when Jesus Christ is being crucified. I would call that being squeezed. I mean, he has flesh ripped off him. He came to save us and we killed him. We put a crown of thorn on his head. We beat it into his skull, blood pouring down. We ripped his flesh off with a cat of nine tails. We, we hung him on a cross naked, humiliated him, mocked him. And what did he say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's why Dr. Viktor Frankl's quote is so powerful. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. Because when life squeezes us, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. And we got to ask ourselves, what's in us? What are we holding on to? What are we keeping a record or wrong about? What are we keeping a pound of flesh about? Years ago, there's a great book called The Bait of Satan, and it talks about the spirit of offense. And he says, what's destroying America, what's destroying the family, what's destroying the church is the spirit of offense, that we are so offended by everything. And if you look at the role model that Jesus Christ was, he was never offended by anything except for religious zealots. Those are the only people. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to question you. What are you holding on to? What are you keeping a record of? What are you focusing on? Because what you focus on is the direction you move in. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going through Dr. Caroline Lee's brand new book. It's powerful, called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Five Simple Scientifically Proven Steps to Reduce Anxiety, Stress, and Toxic Thinking. I'll be back after these commercial messages. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the radio show, Like It Matters. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Warriors, 
You know, every day when I send out my daily scripture, I address three roles, if you will, that we all play. Leader, conduit, and warrior. Those are three roles that every single one of us need to possess. We need to uh, fill the, the shoes of that role. You know, we're all called to be leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, every single person is a leader. We're always being watched. And people are using as an example what they love to be like, or they use an example what they never want to be like. That's the key. See, neuroassociative conditioning tells us that there are basically two driving forces in life. We're either moving away from something or we're moving toward something. You're either moving away from pain or you're moving toward pleasure. And I live my life knowing that people are always watching. If you're a parent, your kids are always watching. Why does that matter? Because they're creating a belief system through what they see you do. By the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. They get an understanding of the world. That's what logotherapy tells us, that man has a will to meaning. That's why our little kids ask, why, daddy? Why, mommy? Why is he doing that? Why are they saying that? Why are they doing that? They're creating a belief system. If A, then B. We call those belief systems. If not A, then not B. And so you got to understand how we work, leaders, because people are using you as an example what they love to be like or what they never want to be like. You know, when I was a single dad and I only had two kids, Faith and Christian, I was raising them on my own. When I saw other kids act up, I would get my kids' attention, point at those kids and say, if you ever act like that, and my kids would get uncomfortable because I gave them a picture, an example of what not to be like. And then I read about September 11th and how those people on Flight 93 attacked the hijackers and drove that plane into the ground so it wouldn't hit our elected officials. I'd like to believe, man, in a situation like that, I would do the same thing. See, the question we got to ask ourselves is not if we are role model, because of course we're a role model. The question we got to ask ourselves is what type of role model are we? Are we giving people a picture of what they should be like? Or are we giving people a picture of what they should never be like? See, you're leading. You got to ask yourself, in what way are you leading? And then we got to talk about being a conduit. A conduit's a pass-through agent. There's only two vessels that we can be as leaders. You can be a cistern or a conduit. A cistern holds things. It's a vase. It's a vase. You know what the difference between a vase and a vase is? About $50,000 a year of income, right? A, a, a cistern holds things. When Jeremiah told the children of God that to get comfortable because they're going to be there for a while, where other prophets were telling them, no, you're not going to be here long. No, God's going to save you. They didn't like what God told Jeremiah to tell them, so they threw him in a cistern. They threw him in a pit. They threw him in jail in a dried-up well. It's a cistern. Uh, it holds things. But a conduit, a conduit is a pass-through agent. A conduit is like pipe, PVC pipe underground for a sprinkler system. The sole purpose of the pipe is to take water from point A to point B. And I always use the Dead Sea as an example. The Dead Sea is the lowest place on the earth. And a couple of underground waterways feed the Dead Sea. But nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. That's why it's the Dead Sea. 
And I'm going to ask you, are you a Dead Sea leader? Have, been a, have a lot of people been pouring into you, but nothing's come out of you? That's what a conduit is. A conduit is blessed to be a blessing to others. That's what I believe. My house is God's house. My company is God's company. The money I have is God's money. If I see a need, I meet that need. If I need more, then God is my provider. Not you, not your company, but my God. Which brings us to the third role, and that is warrior. I'm going to tell you right now, we are called to fight the good fight. And I'm going to tell you right now, there are many types of conflict. Matter of fact, you watch TV all the time based on conflict. A conflict in a story is usually the element that gives direction to the story. It's typically comprised of two opposing forces, right? And that's similar in life. We got to establish a conflict or multiple conflicts. And what that does is create interest and tension in a story if you're a storyteller. And in life, it creates an environment that can either make us better by learning and growing or bitter by playing the victim, by feeling attacked, the need to defend or, or to give in. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what's going on today. We're victims. We are so, everybody's attacking us. Uh, and it, 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 we take everything as attack. We take everything as a front. We take everything as an insult. We are so offended. It is the bait of Satan. You got to let it go. But there is normal conflict in life. The typical conflict that they make movies on is man versus man. Right, The conflict of this nature involves characters having opposite desires and interests. This is common in fairy tales, in myths, thrillers, mystery novels, right? Even in all the superhero genre, which is the biggest thing right now. And then you have man versus nature, right? Like earthquake and tidal wave and all that stuff, right? This type of conflict has a protagonist in conflict w with an animal or force of nature, right? Uh, Sharkado, whatever, Sharknado, right? <laughs> Big bears attacking everybody, right? Man versus nature. Then you got man versus society, right? This type of conflict, the protagonist will stand against the whole of society and is in disagreement. That's what all these racial, you know, they want you to be a racist today. They want you to feel sorry for black people and hate white people. And not only hate white people, but fear white people. And not only hate and fear white people, but fear, fear white people's belief system. Where nowadays, if you don't go the deep state, you're just a white supremacist. I mean, it cracks me up that black people are called white supremacists. That Hispanic vote is now going heavily GP, and they're calling Hispanics white supremacists. But check this one out. Uh, I got this out of the newspaper this week. Democratic Maryland official says Muslim children aligned with white supremacists for opposing LGBTQ curriculum. Islamic religious freedom advocates tell Fox News he was stunned by Democrats' comments. Quote, a Democratic member of a Maryland city council blasted Muslim children as on the side of white supremacists after they spoke out against sexuality discussions and materials in classrooms during a heated school board meeting Tuesday evening. This issue has, has unfortunately does put some Muslim families on the same side of an issue as white supremacists and outright bigots, said Democrat Kristen Mink of Montgomery County Council for District 5. I would not put you in the same category as those folks, although you know it's complicated because they're falling on the same side of this particular issue. See, what they're saying now is if you don't think like me, you're evil. See, that's a big deal. And why this one man versus society? Because society is changing. 
The America that we used to know is no longer there. The America that chased after God, the America that believed in forgiveness and mercy and grace no longer exists. Now we have a racist America where they want you to see everybody's skin color. Now we have a, a, a an America that says if you don't think like uh, the deep state, then you're evil. I mean, let's be honest. They have made Jesus Christ the largest leader of a, the largest hate group. Right now to say the name Jesus, I mean, people can attack you. You can be arrested if you quote scripture. I mean, it's a battle. But that's not the battle I want to talk about today. The battle I'm going to talk about today is the fourth battle, and that is man versus self. This type of conflict stems from the main character's inner struggle. There's usually a theme of selecting between two options, such as good and evil or logic and emotion. And this is what we're going to talk about today, because there is a battle. And if you're not fighting the battle, you're losing it. You know, I went in the Army at 17 years old. I was on my own at 16, in the Army at 17. Uh, and I, I didn't remember a lot from my medical experience, but I do learn, remember this, because I was a medic in the Army. I was a 91 Delta a scrub nurse. I worked with a mass unit, the 403rd. And I learned the five or six Ps of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. And I was reading the article the other day, Franklin Graham at Christian Media Convention says, quote, every demon from hell has been turned loose in our society. In his keynote address, the opening session of the National Religious Broadcasters International Christian Media Convention here on Monday night, Reverend Franklin, Reverend Franklin Graham minced no words regarding faith in today's society. He told all those gathered, there's a storm coming and we've all got to be prepared. Reverend Graham also said that every demon from hell has been turned loose in our culture day. The world has deteriorated so quickly, he said from the stage. We cannot be deceived and we cannot be fooled. We need to get ready and be prepared. Graham, president and CEO of Samaritan's Purse, a Christian relief and evangelistic organization, as well as of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which shares the good news of Jesus Christ and is headquartered in Boone, North Carolina, began his remarks by commenting on data protection referencing those who run faith-based businesses, who owns the cloud, he said, Amazon. He said, we're living in a cancel culture and big corporations want to destroy Christian organizations. He also said they want us to shut our mouths. They don't want to hear from us. Graham urged Christian organizations to prepare to defend ourselves against a growing cancel culture in business, insurance, banking, technology, and challenge them to continue sharing the hope of Jesus Christ in the face of increasingly difficult circumstances, noting that if one doesn't talk about sin or preach the gospel, then that person doesn't have anything to worry about society. But if you're going to try to proclaim the gospel, they're going to try to shut you up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a battle. But today, we want to talk about the battle with the old, new, and the new us, the old us and the new us. And the battle is waged in the mind. And Dr. Caroline Leaf, in her brand new book, laid out a five-step plan. And the cool thing about this plan is it works. We've been doing a version of it. And when I listened to this book three times going back and forth to Vegas, it made me realize there's some things I forgot, some work I need to do. And so after the break, we're going to go through these five steps, but I'm also going to show you how these five steps show you a pattern. And that pattern helps us to be victorious in the battle between the stimulus and the response. I am Black. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. 
I could listen to any national big personality like Glenn Beck or Dave Ramsey, but the way Scott Black applies his academic approach to the average person is so much more relatable. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. On the Like It Matters radio show, Scott encompasses a 360-degree view of day-to-day life. So that obviously starts with spirituality and branches out into leadership, branches out into your workplace, social issues, family issues, local issues, national issues, political issues. If you're able to clearly see kind of where you're at, what your purpose is, everybody needs this. It is life-changing. You know Like It Matters Radio brings truth therapy. Here's what you can do to help share this truth. Please call the program manager of your local radio station and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. Like It Matters Radio is radio like it matters. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. We are leading the way. We are fighting the good fight. Uh, We need your help. Please consider giving to our nonprofit. This allows us to keep Like It Matters Radio on the air. Uh, I'm leading the charge. Man, I'm bringing psychology, biology, physiology, sociology, theology. I'm bringing it all together. I'm teaching you how you work, how the mind works, and you got to address the spiritual component. And so we need your help fighting the good fight because the battle is in the mind. I mean, the stinking thinking. We are now no different than Russia or China. We have state-run media. The media tells you what to think. They're part of the government. We have a deep state. If Donald Trump didn't do anything else, he exposed the deep state. And here's what you got to worry about. If they can destroy him, a billionaire, someone who they used to love, used to adore, they all lined up and begged Donald Trump for money, Hillary Clinton, all them. And now they hate him. Why? He exposed the deep state. He showed that they cannot control you. And you got to realize, forget they made you hate him. They made you him the boogeyman. And so if you hate the boogeyman and fear the boogeyman, then you're going to have the rescuer give them permission to do whatever they want. This is basic manipulation. This is Joseph Goebbels-esque. If you don't believe me, Google Joseph Goebbels. Find out how he turned uh, Germany into a, a nation of people who slaughtered people, slaughtered 8 million Jews, slaughtered a lot of Christians. How did he do it? That's easy. He said, give me the media and I could turn any nation into a nation of pigs. 
He said, with enough repetitions, I can make any group of people believe that a square is a circle. Why? Because we believe what we listen to most often. That's why I love Dr. Caroline Leaf. You know, we're talking about Dr. Caroline Leaf's brand new book, Cleaning Up My Mental Mess. And she says, you can go three weeks without food, three days without water, and three minutes without air. But you cannot go three seconds without thinking. And our thoughts dictate so much. The the study is called epigenetics. It's so powerful. And she says that 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic. They start with our belief systems, our thought, how we talk to ourselves over and over and over. And from the book, Who Switched Off My Brain?, She says, research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, what she calls lifestyle diseases, and why these are called lifestyle diseases, because they are based on choice. We have a choice to what thoughts we allow in our head. We have a choice to what we eat. We have a choice of what we go to bed. We have a choice to what news we watch. We have a choice to what goes on in our head. We have a choice to what we hold on to. And the problem is we now have victim status. And if you have never looked up the drama triangle, I highly recommend it. If you want to see what is illing America, just Google the drama triangle. The gentleman's name is Stephen Cartman with a K. It's part of a transactional analysis. And it's basically three points on the triangle. It's an inverted triangle. There's the victim, there's a rescuer, and there's a persecutor. And if you look at the black community and the deep state, the Democratic Party, they are playing them players. See, every victim needs a rescuer. And so they're making black people think not only is America hate you, Go back 100 years and look at all the bad stuff that happened to black people. And they say, if that doesn't make you angry enough, let's go back 500 years and let's make up a false history so you can really be angry. And what they're not, no one's talking about, the angry black people. Why do you think the George Floyds of the world were basically black people now run from cops and then wound up causing more problems? And of course, the only reason they were hurt is because they're black, right? How about this article? How else was he going to get his money? Relatives outraged after a homeowner shoots and kills burglary suspects. A Miami woman shot and killed a teenage home intruder last week, authorities said. Now relatives of the teen are saying she acted unjustly and should be prosecuted. Trevon Johnson, 17, burglarized the home of a 58-year-old woman last Thursday, according to Miami-Dade police. The woman told police that she was not home when the break-in occurred, but her surveillance system alerted her that there was an intruder. She said she rushed home and found the teen climbing out of a window. She observed a subject leaving the home through the rear. A confrontation then took place, according to police, and shots were fired. Police said they were on scene seconds after shooting and performed CPR on the teen. Johnson was then rushed to the hospital where doctors pronounced him dead. What's wrong with her? Johnson's sister, Nisha Johnson, said she did not have to shoot him. Johnson told that her brother was a student at Dorsey Technical College. She and other relatives are outraged by the shooting. I don't care if she have her gun license or any of that. This is way beyond the law, way beyond Johnson's cousin, Natika Harris, 
told WFOR. He was not supposed to die like this. He had a future ahead of him. Trevon had goals. He was a funny guy, very big on education. You have to look at it at, from every child's point of view that was raised in the hood, Harris continues. See, here's the excuse. Here's the victim. You have to understand, how is he going to get his money to have clothes, to go to school, to have nice shoes? You have to look at it from his point of view. Wow. See, no longer are people responsible for their actions. How about this one? 18-year-old in Baltimore charged with murder of his 8-year-old brother using gun he received in exchange for a puppy. An 18-year-old boy from Baltimore has been charged with the murder of his 8-year-old brother. Authorities said he used a shotgun he received in exchange for a puppy. Police report show Watson was watching four younger siblings ranging from 2 to 8 years old when the shooting occurred. He called his mother before the police asking her to come home because Dylan had been shot. When his stepfather arrived, he told the young boy had accidentally shot himself, but police disproved the claim because the gunshot pattern found on the walls. And that's sad. But it's not, nobody's fault. Just situation. See, this is what happens. When we claim victim status, what we hold on to matters. And when we claim victim status, we never change. This is why we've got to take control of what goes in our head. We've got to challenge it. We've got to get more information. Right now, remember, transactional analysis tells us between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. Now, I know Dr. Viktor Frankl said that quote, but it's supported by Dr. Eric Burns' transactional analysis. See, a transaction is a study of communication. There's a stimulus and there's a response. See, we only experience life one time, but then it's codified, it's stored. And I'm going to say this again because some of you don't hear it. We don't respond to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And what we hold on to dictates so much because our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so what we hold on to becomes the filter through which we process our narrative. Because the mind is six times faster than we can talk, when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that. The response, what happens is we go to what we know. The good book says the dog returns his vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns the mire. There's a proverb that says you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. We go to what we know. And that's why when life squeezes us, it tells us a lot. We're like a sponge. Again, if I had a, a table and a tile floor and I had a, a cup of Hawaiian punch and I spilled my Hawaiian punch all over that floor, that tile floor, I go under the sink, I grab a sponge and I clean up my mess. When I go to squeeze out that sponge, you'd expect red punch to come out of it because that's what I cleaned up with it. Same scenario, but now I have a soda, brown soda. So I'm excited and I spill my soda. There's brown soda all over my tile floor. I go under the sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I clean up my mess. And when I squeeze that sponge, you're going to expect brown liquid to come out of it. Why? Because that's what I put into it. And logically, as a smart human being, you would tell me, Mr. Black, the only thing that can come out of that sponge is what you put in it. 
And I always tell people in the story, we are the sponge. Because what we hold on to, the record of wrong we keep, the pound of flesh we keep, whatever we make part of our experience. When life squeezes us, what do you think's gonna come out of you? This is why I use the example of Jesus Christ. We mocked him, we spit on him, we hung him naked on a cross, we ridiculed him, we ripped his flesh off with a cat of nine tails, we nailed him to a cross with railroad spikes. We put a bag over his head so he couldn't defend himself and punched him from different angles so he couldn't body couldn't defend himself. That's what we did to God himself who came down to save mankind. And what was his response? Well, Jesus said seven things on the cross, and if you're supposedly a follower of hers, you should know what they were. And the first one was this, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And what could another human being do to you that can be worse than what we did to the Son of God? And yet his response was forgive them. And yet we live in a world where we keep a record wrong, a pound of flesh, where we make up a false history, where black people really believe that all they should care about is other black people, that someone who is of color in America has more in common with a black person in Africa they never met, who doesn't speak their language, who might not believe in their God, but because they're both black, somehow they're brothers and sisters. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is my truth. And Jesus was told at one point that your mother and brother are outside that door. And what did Jesus said? He pointed to his disciples and said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my mother. That is my brother. That is my sister. That is what we're talking about. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about getting in the game. We're talking about good mind management. And Dr. Caroline Leaf's new book, We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Today, we are talking about mind management. And today, we're focusing on cleaning up your mental mess, uh, five simple scientifically proven steps to reduce anxiety, stress, and toxic thinking by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Now, I've read a lot of Dr. Caroline Leaf's book, Who Switched Off Your Brain, Turn On Your Brain, and I love this woman. And I believe that I'm doing in our training at likeitmatters.net what she talks about. But I, I got to be honest with you. This last book that I read, uh, I listened to three times on the way to Las Vegas, actually two times and one back, uh, really opened my eyes because I realized 
that I've gotten off course on some things. See, we're all under construction. We're all working to be a little bit better. And I have not been a good steward of what I store and allow in my brain. I have not been a good steward of the words I utter. I used to be a lot better. I kind of got complacent. I kind of got in this realm of wanting to be honest with myself. And when I see how far the world has fallen and how, how much bitter and angry and, and victimhood the world is, it breaks my heart. You know, in my leadership training, I do a lot what Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about. I do a little bit different. She does it more of a scholastic type setting. I do it more of a, uh, you know, in the fire, in the trenches type thing. You know, I had Miss Olson join me this week. Rachel talked about leadership experience, but I want to read what she wrote. And I'd share this when she was on the radio with me on, I think, Wednesday. The first question that she answered, I said, briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. And this is what she said. Listen carefully. She said, quote, I thought it was perfectionism and victimization up until now. I now realize that was symptomatic from the root block, which I now believe was entitlement. Listen carefully, which I now believe was entitlement. Now listen to the statement. Believing I'm owed something because of my pain. I'll say it again, believing I'm owed something because of my pain. And then she put selfish and self-focused. And let me add self-absorbed. And let me add welcome to America 2023. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Welcome to the victimization of America. Welcome to the what they're wanting to create is a race war. And I'm going to quote Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. Dr. King said, you can't, darkness, you cannot drive out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. You cannot drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that. And let me finish his logical flow. You can't drive out racism with racism. You can't do it. Only forgiveness, mercy, and grace will do that. Remember, Dr. King said, I long to live in a nation where my four children will be judged based on their choices instead of their non-choices. Notice Dr. King said he didn't long to live in a nation where he wouldn't be judged. He was a follower of Jesus Christ. He knew that it is appointed for man to die one time, then comes the judgment. What Dr. King said, and what he's probably rolling in the grave about today, is unlike the whole George Floyd thing, it's not about how you die. It's about how you live. He said, don't judge me based on choices that weren't mine. I had no choice in my skin color. I had no choice in where my parents moved with me. I had no choice of my socioeconomic background that I was raised in. I had no choice about any of that stuff. But character is all about the sum of our choices. Character is all about how we show up. And adversity in this country used to be the road to greatness. We learned how to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. And now you got liberal leaders like Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Joe Biden who mock that. You can't even do that physically. It's impossible to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Instead, we're wanting everybody else. We're playing victim. We're feeling sorry for ourselves. And anytime something doesn't go our way, instead of growing, we blame the victim. And we're being fed that. The racial articles, everything's being framed. If a white person kills a black person, it's always racism. 
But for a black person to kill a black person, it's not even talked about. For a black person to kill a white person, they're looking for a reason why that dead white person did something wrong to that black person. Remember, if you're a victim, and just like she said, I'm allowed, I feel like I'm owed something because of my pain. Again, nobody was treated worse on this planet than Jesus Christ. The most persecuted group of people in this world are Jews because they're God's people. And yet under all that persecution, the Jews have, have, have grown. Some of the greatest contributions to this world are by Jewish people. It's phenomenal. And so it's about mind management. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And Dr. Leaf, great book. I'm going to read some of her quotes. She said, if our minds are messed up, our lifestyles are messed up. And when our lifestyles are messed up, our mental and physical health suffers. She says, mind management is a skill that needs to be learned and constantly upgraded as we grow from childhood into adulthood. She said, for every new experience, we need a new set of mind management tools. There's no secret quick fix or uniform formula to healing and happiness. Feeling guilty because you failed to think positively enough, didn't have enough faith, or didn't reach some ideal is damaging to your psyche and your physical body. She says this, quote, stuns me. For the first time in decades, the trend of people living longer has been reversed due to lifestyle-related diseases. Yes, we are in control of our lifestyle choices, but it doesn't seem like we are doing a very good job at this. Everything in our society seems to convey the message of now and that I'm a victim. There's something wrong. And that's where we got to get over that because it's not true. It's almost as if we've entered an era where we've sacrificed the process of knowledge for the gathering of data. Isn't that incredible? It's almost as if we entered an era where we've sacrificed the processing of knowledge for the gathering of data. So powerful. Mental distress, she said, and ill health are not new. Humans have always battled mental health issues. Now listen to what she says. She says mental health has been subsumed into the biomedical model. It has become something we fear and stigmatize, and fear in itself is damaging to the brain and body. She says this, this is so powerful. Our story is not an it to be diagnosed and labeled. She said depression and anxiety are not labels, but rather warning signals. Isn't that powerful? She said these are warning signals. We can't control the events and circumstances of life, but we can learn to control our reactions, which helps us deal with and manage the many challenges we face. This is where she says, and I believe, this is what I teach in my class. Go to likeitmatters.net. This is why I do this daily radio show, because the battle's in the mind. It's called fifth generation warfare, and you've got to be a good steward of your mind. you got to have good mind management. Matter of fact, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, mind management must be a priority. Again, she says, you are your mind. You are always using your mind, and your mind is always with you. That's why this powerful saying, she says, you can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without air, but you cannot go three seconds without thinking. We have sixteen to 18,000 thoughts per day. We are confused. We have 34 gigabytes of information going through our, our head every day. 
We're told to get along. We're told to think like everybody else. We're told to say, if you're white, you're evil. And if you're black, you're a victim. How dare you judge people based on choices that were not theirs? That bitterness in the book, uh, uh, Managing Your Mind, uh, Managing Your Mess, what is it? Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. She goes in scientifically how energy creates uh, is driven by thoughts. Thoughts create energy, that there are photons, that your brain is constantly changing. She said, so understanding how the mind works and what mind management is should be your top priority. She said, mind managing your thoughts is a skill that needs to be learned and made into a habit or to be more specifically accurate, automized, much like we learn how to swim or ride a bicycle. And she says, there's a five-step plan. She says, but you've got to be in the now moment. She says you got to gather, gather information. It's called truth therapy. You've got to gather data. Is what you're thinking correct? What are the pros? What are the cons? She says then you got to reflect on this belief system, this statement. How is it affecting you? And then you got to write it all down. Why? Because when you write, you activate things at the deep core. When you write, you are processing visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. And then she said, after you write it, recheck it, clean it up, prune it, edit it, make sure there's powerful statements, make sure there's no weak things. And then she says, then do something, what she calls an active response, because the definition of power is action. See, those of you that have been through my training, those of you that listen to the show, I talk about this all the time. These are the five steps. I have a, an eight-step process, but the same thing. So this is why this radio show is important. This is why we do this radio show. The battles in the mind between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And we got to have good gut mind management. You got to take control of your thought process. Because if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Because look up mass formation. Look up group hypnotization. Look up the deep state. Look up propaganda. I'm going to tell you right now, we're being played, players. And that's why this radio show is so important, because I give you the keys to the kingdom. So go to likeitmatters.net, get into a class, listen daily to likeitmattersradio.com every Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time in the replayed in podcast form. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.